What's good, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And tonight we have an extremely, extremely, extremely special guest in the building. We're talking about this man here is an author, he's a lecturer, he's an MC. Listen, he's a writer. This man here, I've seen him do lectures on VHS for hours upon ends. Listen, he's a critical thinker. You know, who we have in the building tonight, we have the black dot in the building tonight. What's going on, Big Boss? Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. I thank you for the opportunity to share some information with the people. And uh, I'm excited, man. It, it's, yeah. it, it's a strange time we live in, but we'll talk about that. You understand that. And I figured if there's anybody that I need to speak to right now would be somebody like The Dot. Because you get it. You have a different way of thinking where it's so simple but complex at the exact same time, that it's just, it's really different. Yes, yeah, I get tell, told that by the elders that yeah. I have a, a, a beautiful way of making complex things very simple. Yeah. So I pride myself on, you know, trying to, you know, make this where everybody can understand it, mm -hmm. you know, to the best of my ability. Yeah, definitely. And we appreciate that 100% because when I first started to actually listen to stuff from the conscious community, funny enough, it was really, um, Alex Jones that got me in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would find that weird, but yeah, it was really Alex Jones from back then on the VHS that led me to like people like you, that led me to people like uh, Professor Griff, Umar Johnson, um, Zaza Ali. It just kept going down red pill, blue pill, brother rich. We just kept going down the hole, down the yes, hole, yes. down the hole. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah, definitely. How, when it came to the conscious community, when did you actually start to, wake up um in terms of the conscious community about 96 okay. uh was was a wake-up time for me i was walking down the street and brother azariah ben bay i'm not sure if you know who azariah ben bay is <clears throat> I heard the name you know he uh he was uh, just on the street and you know, everybody was on the street selling merchandise but when i walked by this brother's table he never said one word Okay. So that intrigued me, you know, yeah. because he wasn't trying. And on his table were a whole bunch of cassette tapes and VHS tapes yeah. about consciousness. And he was saying, brother, this stuff is deep. Mm -hmm. And the very first cassette I bought was the Egyptian mystery system by brother Bobby Hemet. Yeah. And when I heard it, I said, I'm home because yeah. I had been spiritual my whole life. But I suppressed it as a lot of us do, because a lot of people don't understand. And when I heard it, it brought me home, and from '96 on, I've been uh, involved with the conscious community through, you know, the old timers, Sister Bert, uh, Brother Big Man Leon, uh, you know, uh, uh, Clemson Brown, and there were so many, uh, you know, and that's when I met Phil Valentine and all the masters, yeah. and I, I've been attached to them ever since. Yeah, since '96, eh? and the funny thing, '96 is when I professionally came into the entertainment space myself. We were actually selling music CDs, DVDs, and stuff like. Even some of your lectures we sold along yes. the way too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's so crazy. '96, so you've been in it now. Wow, this is 24, almost 25 years. So you've seen absolutely. You've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I've participated a lot. Mm -hmm. I've, uh, you know, in all angles. I've done lectures, flown lecturers in, housed them. Mm -hmm. I was in the audience at the beginning, on the ground, doing footwork. So all aspects of what the conscious community embodies, yeah. I understand it to its fullest. It's ups, it's downs, it's craziness, 
that's like family, you know. You know, you got a certain members of the family, they just crazy. You love them, but they're crazy. <laughs> the conscious community is the same thing. Definitely understand that 100%. All right, let's get into some of your history here. How did you get your name, The Black Dot? Um, in 96, when I started, uh, you know, once you start going down the rabbit hole, you don't stop. So I was buying hundreds of dollars. I was spending my whole salary on these VHS tapes, just getting downloaded. And I knew I wanted to uh, be involved because when I looked into the audience in 96, 97, 98, it was a bunch of elders. There okay. weren't a lot of young people. Mm -hmm. And here I am, this young guy who's hip hop all throughout, you know, in, in my DNA. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to find a way where I could bridge the gap with what the elders were teaching, but make it palatable and understandable so my generation can understand what this is about. So you know in hip hop, you choose a name. So just like I was KD and Darkman and all that in hip hop, I said, I'm gonna hip hop, hip hoponize, yeah. if there is such a word. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> the conscious community. Yeah. So I started studying Richard King. Okay. And Dr. Richard King, his whole premise was on the black dot and how the black dot is the gateway to our higher selves. And when he said it, I said, that's the name I'm going to choose. So I became the black dot. And in hip hop, I say stuff like, you know, after I speak my piece, I'm the period after every sentence, uh, you know, the whole nine yards, you know, to add a hip hop flavor to it. But when I heard Richard King speak on the black dot and our connection to everything through the pineal gland, I said, that's who I'm going to be. And that's the persona I took on to give a hip hop essence yeah. to consciousness. Mm -hmm. Because I know hip hop is definitely your bloodline. You're a baby of hip hop. You know what I mean? You say yes. a lot of what people are listening to now is shit hop, but you're originally from hip hop. All right. Yes. How did hip hop influence your life in the first place? Uh, growing up in, in, in the Bronx, three or four blocks away from Cedar Park, mm -hmm. which is the famous park that Cool Herc uh, is given credit for starting hip hop. Okay. Um, and, and, and looking up to the older guys on the block because you know I didn't have a father around at the time. So you, you kind of levitate and want to do what the older guys are doing. So they were sitting around listening to these tapes. The Cold Crush Brothers, Fantastic Five, Treacherous Three, and Chief Rocker, Busy B, and all of this. So I took a liking to it. And then uh, when I turned 10 years old, I made my personal trek to see the park. And this was in 77, 78. Uh, really around 77, uh, but the summer of 78, it's when I really made that first trek to see the park. My mother said, don't leave the block. I was 10 years old, but I had to do it. And you from that point on, I had to. And from that point on, what I was witnessing was something I had never seen before. Of course, you know, from the taking the electricity from the light poles to these two turntables and this rope and this music that was playing that was mesmerizing this young generation. And I knew from that point on that this music belonged to me. You know, I still love, you know, what my mother and them was listening to, the Isley Brothers and Al Green and all of that. But this music spoke to my spirit in a way. And then uh, I always tell people the first doers, which was, you know, Cool Herc and Bam and Flash were very important, of course. But the first receivers were just as important. So those were the guys on the outside of the lines who took the blueprint back to their communities, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, Connecticut, and began to mimic. So that's what the older guys on my block did. They got two turntables 
And, you know, they started rocking and they wouldn't let the young guys rock. Okay. We were too young. But my friend named Dave, you know, his moms bought him some equipment. And he was our age mm -hmm. and we didn't even have a, a, a stand. We would put it on his mother's ironing board. You know, oh, we, wow. that's how. Yeah, and we had one crate of records, and that's how we were introduced, and we were able to do our own thing. So that became my true love for the hip hop. And then I participated, putting out my own, you know, records and stuff like that. But it wasn't until I got to the conscious community that I revisited hip hop and understood the spiritual significance of what was happening. So yeah. it was my revisit with a different mindset to go, wait a minute, this was deep. Yeah. And that's when I wrote Hip Hop Decoded. All right. So something you brought up, what is the spiritual significance of hip hop? Uh, that it's everything is everything in a sense that the drum uh, is, is important to us spiritually mm -hmm. as, you know, African people. And when they took the drum away, we found a new way to replicate a drum. This is genius. You know, with the two turntables and yes. suspending a breakbeat for six seconds and having timing and precision to do it. And we understood that art itself was, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words and our ability to paint pictures was taken away out of the art classes. Yeah. So we began to manifest this art in street form, but it was still art nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And we understood that the body in itself is... Our dancing was not just dancing, it's a form of communication, right? Mm -hmm. And that the final part of hip hop was the oracle, was the speaker, the one who could orate our uh, culture and orate the history that became the MC. So when I was able to make those connections that we're same people just in a different terrain and in a different environment, I said, wow, this hip hop is as old as we are, but it manifests itself in different paradigms differently. And yeah. Africa Bambada said the fifth element is knowledge. And so I was using the knowledge of what I learned to apply it to the four basic principles of hip hop. Yeah. Okay. And then that's how you came up to your book, Hip Hop Decoded. Absolutely. All I right. figured let me leave this offering for the people. All right. And give us a quick synopsis of exactly what Hip Hop Decoded is about. Hip Hop Decoded is a metaphysical book dealing with occult signs, symbols, <clears throat> and breaking down also the power, you know, the power structure and how hip hop was powerful at one point and it was gaining spiritual momentum, so to speak, and how it was co-opted for the very purpose of stunting the natural growth of our people who were using what was natural to us, our ability to dance, sing, rap, do art, and bring it all together in an alchemical form. Because each element, which I also did was, I gave each element uh, 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 earth, air, fire, water. So I related it to nature itself. And in doing so, those are the four principles in which alchemy is started. With the, Everything is dealing with earth, air, fire, water. So when I associated those four principles to earth, air, fire, and water, it gave me the ability to show that when we blend them together, it creates a synergy of something else that can lift us out of any situation we in. Hip hop was supposed to be our economic base, mm -hmm. our social base, our political base, our spiritual base. If we had contained ownership of it, because hip hop is making more money than anything else. Hip hop, I learned about Malcolm X and so many different people 
uh, you know, of our past, listening to hip hop. In today's uh, realm, we would have a political base to say, we're not putting our vote behind this one if they don't meet our needs. So hip hop was supposed to do all of that for us before it was co-opted and taken over by those who are only looking at monetary gain and to steer spiritual energy somewhere else to keep us stagnant in our growth and progression. All right. And could you pinpoint exactly where that switch had happened? To me, I felt uh, I I broke down my book in hip hop into paradigms. Mm -hmm. So the chaos realm of hip hop is before records. This is when it was just performances, Cold Crush Brothers, all of those guys. You had these tapes and it was no records. And then in 1979, Sugar Hill Gang, uh, King Ten the Third came out first. But the big record was the Sugar Hill Gang. So in 79, this brought an influx of us trying to move into records. You know what I'm saying? So that became from chaos, we moved to order. Because once you put something on a record, it is now contained there. And they can play it as many times as they want. Don't play the record. Make people desire it. Your spiritual energy is encapsulated on this melanated disc, 360 degrees, uh, you know, melanated disc. And, uh, you know, that that melanin spinning, creating vortexes and things of that nature. So it's a very spiritual process. Mm -hmm. And the point in which we put the record on became the nipple. So, you know what I'm saying? So that's the nipple. And we began to give birth. And then in 89, so 79 and then 89, Mm -hmm. N.W.A. showed up. Right. Uh, And when N.W.A. showed up, not their fault. They were giving you the story from their perspective, but they were based in Hollywood. And this became the template to move us from, uh, you know, fighting the power, public enemy, Karis One, Brand Nubian, X-Clan, Paul Righteous Teachers, mm-hmm. uh, Big Daddy Kane. We had such a variety of artists who gave us our total story. So we had Cool G Rap to give us street stories. Yep. We had uh, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince to give us fun hip hop. We had the Native Tongues and, and them to bring us a cultural aspect. We had Public Enemy giving us political. So we had a complete balance. We had the females, Queen Queen Latifah, MC Light, Salt and Pepper. And then when NWA came in, it was such a contrast to what we were doing on the East Coast that at that point, to me, that was a shift. And in that shift, we started hearing more violence. We started hearing more degradation of the women. Mm-hmm. We started now, but it was musically, it was amazing. Yeah, I got to give Dr. Dre his credit and understanding that music is the only thing that can enter our subconscious mind without our permission. We are music, right? So because harmonically his music was so amazing, those messages were almost overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the next shift, in my humble opinion, was 99 when Eminem showed up because white America had been trying for years, you know, to get artists that we could accept. Now there was third base. They could rap. Uh, Beastie Boys to me made a mockery of hip hop. We'll talk about that in a few. And, you know, there were a few other artists, but it wasn't until Eminem showed up because Eminem actually respected hip hop. He understood the culture. And now they had somebody that they could, put their, you know, their money behind who would amass more sales and really bring it to America and the mainstream because 
white American executives were having a hard time because their sons had these pictures up of black people on their wall that they admired. Yeah. And that was really that was really bothering them. But now they could put Eminem up on their wall. And even though he was speaking from a his perspective, trailer park, this, that, and that, it still resonated more with uh, 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 Europeans. And, and so those are some of the shifts. And every 10 years, we get some shifts in the culture. So that's yeah. how I kind of break down the paradigm shifts. Okay. It's generally, I guess it's in 10-year increments is where everything switches. So it's fast and slow at the exact same time. So it's subtle enough where you don't notice a switch until you get to that time where it's completely switched over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great analogy because they they look 10 years ahead. We don't. Yeah. We, we look at two weeks ahead, most yeah. you know black people. Mm -hmm. And so they're looking ahead and because they can plan ahead, we gradually move right where they want us to move. And, you know, it, it has led to so many confusion and we don't own the very culture that yeah. we, you know, we walk and talk every day. Yeah, that's crazy to even think about that because I never, because I remember growing up, I grew up more around the Big Daddy Kane eras, the BDPs, all of that stuff there. So I know the transition that you're talking about, but it's crazy where it was, where it was really underground to where it's running the world right now. That's Absolutely. that was crazy, in a, and we're talking about probably a in a thirty year window, and in relatively thirty years is not a long time. It's not. It's it's it's, it's like that. Yeah. And also, hip hop is the universal language now. Meaning, wherever I go in the world, if I speak hip hop, yeah. I'm accepted amongst the people, mm -hmm. and it is the only uh, uh, genre of music that encapsulates encapsulates all of the music that came before it. You yeah. can make an opera out of hip hop, you can make jazz, you can do all of these. So it's the crystallized uh, you know, stone that sits on top of the pyramid in my yeah. humble opinion. So yeah. all of the other art forms came before them. <clears throat> they can't use other art forms the way hip hop can. Hip hop can take an opera and chop it up <laughs> and throw some hard tracks. And if it's hot, it's hot. Yeah. So it is you know, the super music in a sense and if you speak the language of hip hop, not necessarily English, because hip hop is not a verbal language per se. Mm -hmm. it, it's a swag. It's a walk. It's, it's a talk. A feeling, it, it's a feeling. Yeah. And I can go to Iraq and if they do hip hop and they see I'm hip hop, I'm almost treated damn near like a dignitary. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's very interesting. So they knew that this energy was coming. So they had to get in front of it. Mm -hmm. The ones who are trying to control it and make sure that it never really full reaches its full potential. Yeah. And do you feel like they've basically weaponized hip hop right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Because if you take away uh, our ability to use the spoken word in its proper context, mm -hmm. the geometry of words, mm -hmm. you know, cracking different codes and you funnel us into talking about negative stuff. Women ain't this, crime, drugs. If you funnel creativity, then it's not really creativity. You're replicating what somebody else has already created a template for. Creativity has to be able to express itself however it feels. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, we continue to open up new paradigms and set a template for the generation to come behind us to take it to new heights. But because they're controlling it, they are the gatekeepers. They control and funnel it. They can say, nope, we only signing this. We only signing that. So then you'll have a genius young man or young woman who really wants to do this, but they got to do this. 
so they can make a little money and get on and they're stunting and stagnating their spiritual growth in doing yeah. so. That's right. And, but with the advent of the internet now, where it's more DTC, direct to consumer, opposed to where you have to go through all the channels of the record labels, are there still gatekeepers in the industry or you figure it's a more, if you could skip over that and go straight to the consumers? Well, see, that's the illusion. We get the illusion that you can just go to the internet and be independent, but they got there two steps ahead of us. Yeah. So all the Spotify's and all the companies, all that they do is go one paradigm ahead of us. And when we get there, we think we are arriving at a new place and it's a place they already laid the foundation for. Now, right. that is not to say that there are not independent artists who can use the internet, but this generation is not after fortune, they have to fame. That's two different things. Yeah. If you have the fortune or not even fortune, if you love hip hop, because this is what I tell young people who I consult when they tell me they want to get into hip hop. If you love hip hop, you do it for free. And if you wouldn't do it for free, then you don't love hip hop. You love the attributes and the money that hip hop can bring you. That's yeah. a total different ball game. I love hip hop. So I would do hip hop for free. Now, yeah. in doing that, if people want to bring you uh, you know what I'm saying? To, to a show and you get to express that those are the residual benefits. Got you know it. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. there are plenty of avenues for young artists today. If they say, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is a decent amount of money. You can pay your bills and do what you love. There's plenty of artists who can do that and who do do that. They just don't get mainstream recognition. Then there are artists who go, I want to be on the radio. I want to be on the TV. I want to be in Hollywood. That's a different protocol. The big companies grab these young, uh, not necessarily ignorant, but young individuals who don't know much, yeah. who have the skill set, and they craft them into doing what they want them to do, and they throw some money at them, they throw a few cars at them, and this and that. And as a result of that, most of a lot of artists are bypassing what true independence is because they want fame. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, if you want fortune or be able to do what you want to do and answer to nobody and, you know, perform your art, there are avenues for that. Yeah. 100% agree because even somebody like um, one of the most famous underground artists you have is somebody like Tech Nine, where he has everything together without uh, ever going to a major. He is one of the templates that I talk about mm -hmm. and I refer when I speak to young people. Look at Tech Nine. Yeah. He does it all. He built it from the ground up. He heard he handles his merchandise, everything. But mainstream don't know who he is. If you were MC and in the art form, you do. You know what I mean? So, and this generation is the microwave generation. So they want everything fast and right now. So they don't understand that you got to put that work in, build your name, build your following. You might have to put out ten mixtapes before one catches on, and then what happens? The other nine become retro because now people saying, wait, let's see what else this person has. So that's a part of the art form. But the, these guys want instant, you know, they want to sit, make a song and be on the radio. Yeah, that's what I tell people even when building a platform, because we're building our platform on YouTube, Spotify and stuff like that. And I say, listen, we're up to episode, I think, 80 right now. I said, yeah, we're doing good. But I said, as soon as you tilt What's going to happen is people are going to go back into your catalog. So don't Absolutely. continue to build the catalog. And that's what me and my son do all the time. Let's stay forward. Keep building the catalog. And our time will come because that's our body of work. And people will start going back and appreciating. And I, he's young, but mm -hmm. I'll be telling him too. listen, 
Take it easy. Yeah. We're going to get there. You know what I'm saying? Fat, if you want to go fast, follow the young people. Yeah. If you want to get there, the elders, the one who know the road, you know, that saying it's the yeah. African <laughs> saying, it says, yeah. if you want to get there fast, follow them young people, yeah. but it's the elder who knows the road and knows the path. Yeah. So relax. We're going to get there. Yeah. Just build and continue to build. All right. Let's switch some gears here because mm -hmm. now we're in a crazy Corona COVID-9 pandemic. All right. And I figured if there's anybody on planet Earth I could speak to and is going to give us the straight goods, but very normal, it would be Brother Black Dot right here. All right. So are you located in New York right now? I'm in New York City. I'm in the, in the, in the midst of it. Yes. All right. So tell us from your point of view, what's going on in New York right now? When um, you go your door, what do you see? Actually, when I go out my door, it's very quiet mm -hmm. because people are staying indoors but there are people moving about their lives. So there's multiple levels to this. There are those who, who believe everything they read on the news or watch on the news and they're following it to the T. And then there are those who say, wait a minute, wait a minute here. I need fresh air. I need to live my life. Is this hype? So yeah. then there are, is that faction of people. And then those who are in the middle, you know me, if you watch my show, yeah. I always tell people real people can die in a fake movie. Yeah. And people go, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Just because you know what time it is does not mean you can't, you still have to move stealthily in how you move and operate because they still can knock you off mm -hmm. to for, for the greater good of the propaganda that they're trying to reach and the agenda that they have laid out. And while everybody's looking left, you know me, mm -hmm. I'm peeking to the right, like, wait a minute, wait a minute here. Mm -hmm. All of this ain't making sense and it ain't all adding up. But I will say this before we delve in even deeper. Okay. My condolences to those who have lost individuals in this tragedy, because another thing I'm always stressing is I rarely like to speak too much when people are in an emotional state. Okay. So, you know, before I come out and start blazing my guns, yeah. because if you've lost somebody, you're like, man, I ain't trying to hear that. I lost my uncle. I lost my cousin. And then all of the valuable information that I'm trying to Deliver gets lost in that. Not that you won't want to grasp the information. So I always tread smoothly. That's why I haven't done no sit downs on the subject yet. Yeah. You're gonna get a treat today because we'll, you know, we'll, we'll we'll discuss it. Yeah. But I usually just wait for a while until even normal people start saying, "All right, this these pieces are not adding up. Mm -hmm. Something is, you know, not adding up here." So I've been on this planet almost 52 years. I've never seen anything like this before. I've never seen something that has a 90% uh, recovery rate mm -hmm. shut the entire world down. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't make sense to me, mm -hmm. right? Now, if it was a 90% for fatality rate, that's different. Mm -hmm. Get in your home, get under your blankets, and hope that when this comes through, you don't get hit. Mm -hmm. The entire world is shut down right now over something that's going to have a 90% more people die from the flu, regular flu every year, but uh, 10 times over and never have they shut down a goddamn grocery store. And here we are shutting down everything that tells me that this is far deeper than that. 1300 CEOs retired a month ago. <clears throat> yes. Yep. I see. That, that made me go, Hmm, that was interesting. Yeah. That's, that's more than an anomaly. Yeah. One or two CEOs, 1,300, that means you were forewarned about something. 
What you were forewarned about, I don't know. But it was something. And if it was this coming, then that tells me that this was no accident. And that they're laying out something step by step, you know what I'm saying, with problem, reaction, solution, that's going to lead us to a destination that we think we want, and it's the destination they wanted all along. You know what I mean? So there's levels to this. It's that same 10-year plan we're talking about with hip-hop, where, again, it seems like it's a lot longer than it is, but it's really a short period of time. Right, right. Okay, so then this is where I'm just, I just want to listen 100%. Dot, what's your whole thoughts on the situation now? What's really happening out here right now? All right, uh, there is no COVID-19. That's a cover. That's level one. And what I mean by that is, the masses are asses, so we understand that. Yeah. So they always give the masses something to secrete fear and secrete anxiety because that's an energy source. Yeah. So and 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 to uh, justify or quantify it, people are dying. Yeah. We also know that this five G radiation is somehow connected. I know people don't want to hear it, but it is what it is. I've been doing the research, muscle. I've been doing this. Uh, you know, the insight on it. And the symptoms are very much the same. When you go into these hospitals, stay out of these hospitals. When you go into these hospitals, this test that they're giving, I wrote the name down of the test. Uh, Forget that. It's not even designed to test for these diseases. It's designed to test for lung cancer and other stuff, but it's a wide range. uh, They have so much in play in uh, the positive results. So you test positive for lung cancer, they're now calling this COVID-19. You have pneumonia, they're calling this COVID-19. You got the flu, they're calling this COVID-19. So they're inflating these numbers and instilling in your mind, your subconscious and subconscious, uh, superconscious minds, something of a virus which is not alive, right? You learn this yeah. in third grade, virus mm-hmm. is not alive. The okay. only way the virus can affect you. It has to be injected into you somehow, some way. So they know the masses of people were not going to study that. They're going to be operating on fear. You know what I mean? So the fear creates delusion. And in this delusion, there are multiple levels to what's going on. I feel this is me. If we come out of this and we have a new money system, Mm -hmm. if 5G is everywhere, like they say it's going to be, And if you have to get a vaccination shot, then that's what they wanted all along. But how do you take a million people, billion people, seven billion people, how many, and raise them all up at one time to enter into a new paradigm? Now, what are you talking about, Black Dot? 5G is so critical to the next paradigm because everything, the internet of everything, these uh, uh, driverless cars, this ability to use augmented reality, uh, all of this stuff is coming. Mm-hmm. And it's the next paradigm. Yeah, You have to be able to take even the lowest found, uh, uh, vibration of people and bring them up and prepare them. They have done zero studies on the radiation of 5G technology. I saw the FCC hearings. They mm-hmm. asked them, the senator, have you spent any money on this? They said, no. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they did but they didn't want you to get the results. Now, a a bunch of independent 
uh, scientists have already said 250 of them. More than that, this stuff is dangerous. Stay away from this because we are electrical beings by nature. And now if you are being able to interface with our electrical frequencies greater than just your microwave for 30 seconds, yeah. right? And 4G is doing the same thing, but this 5G at 60 gigahertz is taking it somewhere else where they now can even alter our DNA. We're in a dangerous time because that's control over everybody in the world. Now, this 5G technology is also, see, we're talking about antennas being placed on the earth. They got over 100,000 satellites orbiting the earth yeah. to connect with everything on the earth. Our ability as spiritual people to connect to everything in the cosmos is now there's an interference. Imagine trying to make a phone call and there's so much interference that our connection to the most high is now being clouded. So now we can't even call for help. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. a signals of distress that we are on this planet being attacked by those who have no uh, spiritual fortitude. And they only want to control us on levels far out. Now, uh, shout out and credit Bobby Hammett, Phil Valentine, yeah. Steve Coakley, Delbert Blair. They've been telling us this for 20 years. Yeah. And people call us crazy, kooks, hotep, this and that. And we are now in the, we are in the eye of the storm. Because what comes after this? And now, everybody is not going to make it. Yeah. But that's no different than in any war. If there's a drug war, bodies are going to fall. Have to. Right? They have to. Have to. Just like in the Civil War, mm -hmm. a lot of African-Americans lost their lives fighting. So, in, so even in a spiritual war, which this basically is, there are going to be those who are still vibrating on the old programming who are not going to make this quantum leap into what's next. Now, they have a plan, but we have a plan too because okay. we're the melanated beings of the planet. Yeah. So melanin will figure this out. So we'll lose some until the intelligence within us understands what's going on and then the melanin will know how to fight and protect us. But you are going to have to change your mindset first and foremost. So if you're still eating hog ass, uh, watching sports, and your whole life is centered around mundane things, yeah. then there's going to be a price to pay because when this 2.0 comes on, like on my last podcast, I said everybody has to go to 2.0 of themselves. Yeah. So your 2.0 might be different than mine. Mine may be health. Yours may be finance. This person might be relationship. This person might be. So this time that we are in the home under house arrest yes. that they're labeling as quarantine, <laughs> No, we are under house arrest. One hundred percent. Yes, is a is a moment for us to go inward and reflect and say what's really going on here, and have time to think so that we can all prepare ourselves for what's coming. And this is uh, the truth is stranger than fiction. Already in China, they have facial recognition. Uh, you know, checking it. Bing, 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 bing. And I'm also hearing because I heard David Ike mention it. That you took the words out of my mouth. That I was gonna, I was waiting to ask you if you've seen that crazy interview oh. with David Ike. I think oh. he's put out three in the last about month, but he had and one that all, came out about about three days ago. That's the one. 
Yes. Oh, uh, he he let loose. And see, I never throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. So for those who can't, again, if you can't make the leap, oh, that's a white man. And this, if you can't make that leap to understand that the information is all you need, then yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get rinsed and washed. And you're gonna go out with the, you know, with the bathwater. I never throw the baby out with the bathwater. I take the information at face value. He's been doing this for over 20 years. Yeah. So he is a foremost expert on the subject. And when he laid that out, it confirmed a lot of stuff that I was already studying. But we are in for an amazing time, or we in for an apocalypse, all yeah. depending how you see it. Mm -hmm. So I'm always wanting to see the glasses half full. Yeah, because I don't think right now there is no going back to what happened one day before all of this happened. We are in a new norm, and this new norm is changing almost every minute, every day. Absolutely. So what mm -hmm. you knew it's like before this, because I, I began to say, well, well what's going to be the end game? What are yeah. they going to do like this? All right, you guys can go back outside, forget yeah. everything. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. There's going to be something that we're going to have to deal with on the other side of this, you know what I'm saying, whether we like it or not. And that's where the great separation will come again, where, you know, those who make it will be the ones who will be challenged with fighting the next level of our fight. And those who go to the ancestor realm are still going to have to fight because yeah. we're going to call on you too. Of you know course. what I mean? We are in war for our freedoms, justice, and equality on planet Earth. They're cutting down the trees. You see what they did to the rainforest? They're Crazy. killing all the animals. they diluting the water, the food, the air, the music, the sex. Everything on this planet mm -hmm. is polluted, yeah. if we want to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So to be able to resonate on a higher frequency in all of this mud and 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 and, and gook is, is becoming harder and harder every day. But yeah. those of us who are light beings, we have to do it. For sure. How long do you think we're going to be on House Arrest for? And what do you think is the real end game? Again, I believe the end game is going to have to do with three major things, and that's digital currency. Okay. I thought this Bitcoin thing was something that was interesting. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I didn't know all of the logistics, but I knew it wasn't dealing with the, uh, the, the, a uh, dollar, the American dollar, which yeah. is everything is pretty much predicated off that. I think, the government wanted to figure out a way to co-opt that. So now they're going to come out with their own digital currency. Okay. I believe they're going to try to force everybody to get this vaccination shot. And this vaccination shot with this tattoo on it, which you can't travel from city to city. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I also believe that the 5G technology is going to be everywhere. Why else will we be? That makes no sense why everybody's in their houses unless they're doing something that, you know, you can't see. It, You're not allowed it, to see. It never made sense to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it's a 90%, uh, you know, recovery rate. That's better than the flu. You kidding yeah. me? That's 10 <laughs> yeah. times 90%. If you yeah. told people who had the flu that, that, man, listen, so something else is going on. And for them to shut down the economy, you know what I mean? In this country, mm -hmm. something is definitely going on. going on. But what I'm noticing is we are in the age of information. Mm -hmm. and the information works for us and it can work against us. For if sure. you just listen to the mainstream media, blah, 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 you, you, you're going to get caught in that whirlwind. But there are opportunities now for us mm -hmm. to take full advantage of everything available to us, and you're seeing it. 
So now this 5G radiation conversation that they was trying to suppress is on the tongues of everyday people. And that's how we begin to fight back so that Bill Gates and his crew can't move as planned. You know what I mean? I've been saying, if you watch the last podcast we did, which was two weeks ago, mm-hmm. somebody chimed in in the chat room and said, I don't believe in the 5G stuff has anything to do with it. And I just haphazardly, spirit spoke to me and I said, well, how do you know they're not both connected? How do you know that all the chemtrails does not have aluminum particles in it and the 5G, when they turn it on, connects to those particles? I had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. And then I saw a young Pharaoh's video with the ex-CIA agent. And then I saw David Icke's video uh, expressing the same thing, but in more technical terms yeah. with the nano, uh, you know, technology. technology I yeah. was just speaking out of spirit. I was saying, how do we know that this ain't connected? Mm-hmm. So we are all synchronized, those of us who need to be. Mm-hmm. Now, I hate to say this, we're going to lose a lot of people. For sure. not, not the numbers that they're saying, mm-hmm. but we're going to lose people who can't mentally make the leap into the next paradigm who can't spiritually make the leap. They may physically, now some of them will physically make the jump, but then they're gonna get lost in the sauce because they can't get acclimated to what's coming next. Those of us who are able to get acclimated, we're in for a whole new paradigm that we're gonna have to get adjusted to. Now the star seeds that are coming in, the young ones have already, they, they commissioned themselves to come here during this time. And what they're looking for when they get here is instructions. Now, if we just let them run amok, then they'll, you know, they, they, they'll lose their mission. So I be telling my son, Malcolm, who has a seat on the way, you tell that star seat right now. Yo, you are here to fight a war. This is a spiritual war, and we're going to guide you every step of the way so that you do not lose focus on why you're here. And we as parents have to do the same thing because without instruction, these young people will stage war on themselves, and then we're looking at them like they're crazy, but we didn't show them who the enemy was. We didn't teach them who they are. And as a result of that, we're feeding, we're getting the feedback, the reverberation of our negligence to prepare that generation for who they are. You understand, as I said, I knew if there's anybody that could break it completely down, it would be Mr. Black Dot. I knew that 100%. All right, so my question to you is this then, how long do you think we're going to actually be in a state of lockdown or house arrest? And also, why is the African-American community getting hit so hard with this COVID-19? Because I seen, I think it was yesterday or today, I seen um, Dr. Anthony, I can't remember his name. He always comes on TV with Trump. And he was specifically, oh, Fal- yes, Fal- Fal- yeah, Fal- yeah. Fal- yes. And he I'm was specifically speaking yeah. about the, um, the black community. So why do you think it's hitting the black community so long? And how long do you think we're going to be in this state for? Let me answer the first question first. Okay. Uh, I believe it's going to be longer than April 30th. I'm going to give you two scenarios. Okay. But you can't tell people. See, they understand. They're planning far out in advance. Mm-hmm. They already know the end result of whatever this is going to be. Yeah. We don't. So mm-hmm. we're moving in the dark. So yeah. they'll tell us 30 days. Yeah. And then as we get closer to that date, do not be surprised if they throw another 30 days mm-hmm. onto that. And then you won't see it as you was down for two or three months. You'll see this. I just need to make this next 30 days. They're yeah. very smart at mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
if we respond the way it looks like people are responding and fighting back to the best of their ability, they might have to go to a contingency plan and put this back online May 1. And what they'll say is, all right, uh, you know, we think we have it under control. And, you know, black pe people in two weeks, we've been forgot this even happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've been yeah. moved on. We're so anxious wanting to get back to the basketball and all of the things that have been adding no value mm -hmm. to our lives. Yeah. This is the first time everyone should look and go, man, this, this added no value to my life whatsoever. Yeah. Now, the second part is if it's going to be four to six months, mm -hmm. then that means they're totally going to collapse uh, the, the economy. And that's when the wolves come out. I'm going to talk about that on my show tomorrow night. Because when people start getting hungry, you start seeing the worst in people. See, yeah. right now, we can still get our food, our little snacks, and just chill. When they say uh, these trucks can't get in or this and that, and the long game to kind of really drain us, yeah. then we're in for a fight that a lot of us may not make it through. You know what I mean? So yeah. I like to give out both scenarios dealing with that aspect. If it's short term, uh, you know what I'm saying? Everybody will be so excited when you hold things back from people and then you give it to them. They just want it. Uh -huh. So we'll be back. We'll flood the streets yep. and we'll, we'll joke about it. We'll get to some cookouts mm -hmm. and nothing really changes. If it's the long game, you got to start really preparing yourself for what is going to come behind this, because when the lights go back on, it's going to be something totally different. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of the second question, um, to me, that's all propaganda. Again, to use black people okay. as the scapegoat to say, you know what I mean? Victim consciousness. And the Democrats be pushing that, too, because they need the black vote. Got so it. a lot of times, so we're going to add, we're going to deal with our issues in the black community and using this as a crisis. Because another aspect of this that people don't want to deal with and accept is that there's Trump and then there's everybody else going against Trump. So that war... And they're painting the picture like Trump is the boogeyman and Trump may not be the boogeyman. You know what I mean? Trump said he was going to drain the swamp and yeah. people did not understand what that meant. Yeah. And drain the swamp means all these pedophile organizations, all of these uh, 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 corporate organizations that have a hold on everything that we do. So there's a war going on above our heads in these, uh, you know, Democrat, Republican, uh, deep state, dark state. So the, the world is going through a cleansing of itself and some people are going to make it and some people are not. So we have to look at all aspects of it. Now, black people have, here's the key too. It said black people have high rates of diabetes, yes. uh, all this. And my question, my question is what the hell does that have to do with coronavirus? Yeah. Unless you're saying the coronavirus attacks people. I know they're saying it's a respiratory thing, but it's supposed to be a respiratory virus that when it attacks your lungs, it eats up everything. It's not supposed to be a virus that is drawn to smokers or people with diabetes or people with heart failure. So you're telling me two different things, yeah. unless you're also telling me for the people who have these diseases, because stress also brings about certain things. So if you stress because you're watching the news and you have an asthma attack, they go in and give you the test and tell you your ass got corona. Got you, got you. Then they get you on some medication for corona, and then that they be done gave your ass corona. So you got to be very careful. Stay out of the hospitals. You're going to have to buckle down, and you're going to have to fight this old school with all your herbs. And, you know, you're really going to have to, because if you go in the hospital, 
Because I'm looking at everybody who go to the hospital, most of them are dying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The people who are staying home are the ones who are helping the recovery rate. And they're inflating these numbers. Because if you don't die from a car crash or get shot, they're labeling all corona. Got you know you. what I mean? So yeah. there, there's people who I've heard who, who email me and say, my mother died of a heart attack. And they said it was corona. And I said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. And they said the uh, the coroners, the state, the new, the state came down and said, you have to label this COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. how many people just having asthma attacks? Yeah. How many people's diabetes is flaring up because of the stress? How many people are having, you know, just heart failure? How many people are just having normal things? Because all of a sudden, all of those numbers went down, yeah. and all of the COVID numbers going up. So they're inflating these numbers, which is easy to do. Yeah. And as a result, they're using inception. So they're telling you, look, all these camps, we got to build, we got to build all this stuff. Oh, it's going to get crazy. Hoping that you participate in this. Mm-hmm. And every time I see somebody with the mask on, I'm not telling you not to wear a mask. Yeah. I wear one if I have to go out, not for me, for you, so that right. you feel comfortable because it's a game. Mm-hmm. But you look like you are an accessory to the goddamn crime on a spiritual level. So everybody wearing the mask because you wear masks for two things, for sickness or to commit crimes. So this is a spiritual crime being committed against us. And the ignorant are accessories to this crime without them even knowing. So that's the way I look at the symbols symbolically when I see that many people wearing masks. Yeah. Crazy. You see, again, the way how you break it down is so crazy. I just want to go a bit deeper in this and then we'll go on to another subject. What are some of the buzzwords that you keep hearing that's coming out of this situation right here? Uh, uh, stop the curve. Yeah. Stay home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the, the 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 usual ones. Uh, death rate. You know, death rate yeah. numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so a lot of those kind of buzzwords that are getting people like, I haven't watched the news since last Thursday. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I haven't even yeah. turned on the TV. You know, yeah. I'm on I'm on social media. So, yeah. but on social media, I get a chance to swipe by, you know, stuff. Yeah. So, and that's because I'm going through my own cleansing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that I can stay optimum because I don't get bogged down with too much information. Because there is a such thing as information overdose. Of course. You know what I'm saying? When you just you 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 download so much, you don't know where, where you are. So yeah. it's important that even you take you know, information in increments so that you can process like food. You ain't just going to keep eating, 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 eating. You got the time to take a shit. Excuse yeah. my French. <laughs> no, I got you. You, got time, you know, drop a load and then eat. So it's the same with information. So you got to eat some, you got to digest it. You got to reflect on it, find out what makes sense because my method never changes. I go straight down the middle first. And if, if everything lines up, I go, okay, yeah. But when I go there and yeah. one don't equal two, I go, okay, now you you asking that to yeah. get into my superpower and yeah. start pulling out this shoulder, pulling out that shoulder and yeah. putting that gumbo together and making more sense out of it than you would like. Yeah. You know what I mean? For us to Definitely. Definitely. And even the young people now, a lot of the young people, they're saying the young people aren't really listening and following the social distancing, which now they're calling physical distancing. Why do you think the young people are not listening? And why do you think it changed from Social to physical. Um, that's a great question. Bowser, that's my dog. He acting crazy. <laughs> um, 
The young people are not afraid. Yeah. The young people are, are fearless. You know what I mean? And the young people, even in their uh, them not even understanding all the faculties of what's going on, yeah. their spirit is telling them this is bullshit. Yeah. That's what it's telling them. So they're moving along as normal. And I told you when I told my 9-11 story mm -hmm. and, you know, after the buildings came down and I started studying it and I was in a panic and a frenzy, I went into my hood and the, the fellows was out there having a cookout. Yeah. And they was like, like yeah, nothing not happened. we heard. Like nothing happened. And it made me look around and say, maybe they know something I don't. So I blended in with my community. So sometimes in the young people's so-called ignorance, yeah. they're still fearless and brilliant enough to know that this is crazy. This is nonsense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what I feel in terms of a lot of the young people are doing. They're being what young rebellious as young people are. You know what I'm saying? But they know something. They just don't know how to articulate what it is that they know. We're the ones imparting fear on them. Get in this house. You can't go out. You got to wear this mask. It's Corona this, Corona that. And even my daughter's like, yo, dad, I just, just want to go outside. Man. You know what I mean? In terms of the social to physical distancing, I'm not even sure. Because first of all, the word social distancing is a word that may never leave our lexicon from this point on. So you got to understand, once you get people to stop being in crowds, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And this and that, now you can't rally together. There'll be no more riots like in the 60s or whatever the case may be, because everybody's following the mandate of social distancing, which yeah. you're now telling me is physical distancing. I had never heard that. So yeah. I can't really address to, to those extremes what that means. But the social distancing is a part of future programming. Mm -hmm. Staying in the house is a part of future programming. So we got to be careful on how they introducing this. And soon the young people, because when the weather break, young people are not staying in the house. And black people ain't, period. We're going out. Yeah. So whatever's going on with the corona, it is what it is. So yeah. they they have a small window to complete whatever it is they're completing because as soon as May turn and it gets about 75 degrees out and the part. young mommies want to wear them little sundresses and <laughs> so forth and so on, it is my duty to go out and yeah. experience this. That yeah. is my duty. Yeah. So that's what we're up against. And, you know, I hope that helps people understand you know, to a small degree, what they're up against. And I got to preface that by saying, if you lost someone, my condolences mm -hmm. to, you know, the, you know, those who have lost people, but we still have to move on and we can't let this become so emotional that logical sense doesn't kick in and we really get swept away. And by the time we do open our eyes, you need a mandatory vaccine shot. There's digital money. Now, so if you want that money Trump giving you, it's going to be on a digital disc. And everywhere you look up, there are antennas that are now controlling and monitoring your every move. Antennas that they can zoom in on you and hit you with an extra pulse and knock you off your feet or tamper with your DNA or turn you into a Manchurian candidate or whatever it is they want to do. Yeah. No, it's wild out here. It's really like we thought in the future we'd have flying cars and stuff like but we didn't get the flying cars, but... Everything else we got. Everything else we got. Yeah. And that could be coming next. And that will probably have to run off. First of all, 5G is nothing. Yeah. They're up to 7, 8, 9G. But they're not going to tell you that because they have to keep 
the consciousness, you control consciousness by mm -hmm. perception. So mm -hmm. if we think 5G is the future, but yeah. yet they're on 8 and 9 uh, G, then that keeps our ability to process that suppressed. But the, the cars probably, the ones that are going to be able to fly, they have to be running on higher frequencies than what they're using now. Mm -hmm. So they're incrementally moving this along so that we can get flying cars. Yeah, no, it's so crazy. All right, you see your breakdown for the whole corona pandemic, COVID-19 was epic and right on point, just like I knew you would do it. I knew you would break it down in a way that is consumable for all everybody listening and that's exactly what you did and thank you so very much much all appreciated right? no problem all right let's get on to this woke situation because if you go wrong you no know, and you scroll through scroll through social media you talk to people everybody's now woke 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 do you think people are starting to really wake up or they're just using this word woke as a very loose term uh both i believe uh there's a natural progression of people who because we're in the age of information. And like Chuck D said, don't be dumb with a smartphone. Meaning at in your fingertips now is the ability to answer uh, so many questions of things that you want to know. I grew up in there. We had to go through the dictionary, look up words, thesauruses, you know, old school stuff. Of course. You have this at your fingertips. Take full advantage. So information is moving a lot faster. So in the social media uh, world... You can create your avatar, and in your avatar, you can choose to pass information. You can choose to shake your ass. Yeah. You know, there's so many different levels to it. But even those who uh, were on the fence about awakening, they have the information at their fingertips now to mm -hmm. answer the questions if they really want answers. Mm -hmm. So if you're religious and you want to know how deep your religion goes, the answers are there for you. Mm -hmm. Most people don't want to delve that deep because uh, change... A uh, 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 knowledge forces you to make change in your life. Yeah. And a lot of people are comfortable living their lives. But remember, this new generation has been born on the digital timeline. They have a different mindset. So yeah. their ability to process information is far greater than ours. Mm -hmm. And their ability to disseminate information in the ways that they, you know, accustomed to are greater. So it is their time now. But we as the eldership have to lay a foundation so that they can hit the ground running. We got to throw it off the backboard so they can bang it home. And then there are those who just want to use the buzzwords to make them feel enlightened. But even using the word, the universe doesn't know if you woke or not because the universe does not discriminate. Yeah. It says this person says they're woke. So I'm going to place things in mm -hmm. front of them as if they're woke. Yeah. And if they don't move accordingly, that's on them. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, that's the beautiful thing about the universe. It, you, when you tell it what you are, it just acquiesces to that, you know, based on how strong that thought is and how how much you can hold a single thought to get to the point, you know, that you try to achieve. Yeah, that definitely makes sense here, especially now. I know you speak about there's different levels of woke. There's diet woke. And what's the other two wokes you speak about? Oh, woke. Yeah. And uh, Malcolm says he is woke, but he take naps. Yeah. You know, and I like that. Okay. All right. So there's woke, yeah, diet woke, which is eh, in the middle, and then there's woke zero. You know, yeah. that's just the people who just don't have a clue. You know, that's just who they are. And we have to accept that because when you look at it spiritually, you understand everybody awakens at a different time. You yeah. may have been the first one in your family 
to really get that awakened feeling. And then you would look that strange and odd. Mm -hmm. So I used to be frustrated, like, why are people not getting this? And then I had to realize you can't look at it physically. You got to look at it from a spiritual level. Like when their alarm clock goes off, they wake up. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, my daughter sleeps. She's a heavy sleeper. Yeah. I can almost sit in the head with a bat and she mm -hmm. won't wake up. Yeah. I be buying all these. I bought her an alarm clock that vibrates her bed. Yeah. That's how bad it is. You know, it's yeah. string to it. Yeah. But she's a heavy sleeper. You know what I mean? In the physical sense. So imagine that being a spiritual sleep person and you can shake them all you want. They're not going to wake up until they want to wake up. So we have to understand. And even those of us who consider ourselves woke, there are beings amongst us who laugh at us. Oh, black dot number kindergarten. So remember, it's all a reference point. That's why I never underestimate somebody's ability of what they know and what they can teach. I'm always listening and learning because you'd be surprised. You run up on some people you don't think know, and they know. And they know more than you know, and you have to humble yourself and learn. Yeah. So, you know, these are the buzzwords, hotep, this, that, you know. So, you know, that's the phase we're going through. And but I believe out of it, more and more people will become aware of what's going on. I hope so. Yeah, that that makes sense, because even when it comes to the um, conscious community, do you think the conscious community has changed from you entered it? Or do you even believe there is still a such thing as a conscious community? Not the way it was. And what I mean by that is, remember, I'm talking VHS era. Yeah. So you had to actually go to these lectures Mm -hmm. six, seven, eight, nine hours at a time to get a download. And the tape was just a reference for more studying. And you would bring people of like mind around, pop the tape in, and y'all would get notes and so forth and so on. When this thing went on the internet, mm -hmm. and I felt special back then because we knew who Bobby and Phil and C. Yep. Freeman L. And, and, and Francis Quinn, we knew who they were, and they were for us. But when we got into this YouTube era and people start putting up different clips, if you're not ready for this kind of information, your only natural response is to ridicule it. Yeah. So we went through a whole period, five or six years of people just ridiculing the conscious community. And then there were those who became conscious personalities. See, that's the difference. The okay. conscious community was a, to me, was a spot where you come to get deprogrammed. Mm -hmm. If you was in religion or you was... Now, once you got deprogrammed, you don't stay there because yeah. then it becomes stagnant and it becomes like a church or anything else. You move on and you go live your life and you start teaching what you know to those who do not know. Mm -hmm. it, it became a little stagnant because we allowed in conscious personalities. Mm -hmm. These personalities from YouTube who, be, who became a big name for themselves and now they wanted to debate or it's about selling tickets and yeah. it's about... And that, you know, became, that's a part of the hip hop era. But when something so valuable is now diluted to the mainstream, it loses its potency. Got and you. I think the conscious community lost its potency. Mm -hmm. And the principles of being conscious have always been there. But it's been through so many different phases that if you're just on the outside looking in, you go, I don't want to get involved with that. They look crazy over there. Yeah. But it wasn't always like that. But it's going through a phase and now it's washing and rinsing out even the conscious personalities. And now we're getting back to those who truly want to teach and truly want to share messages with hopes of just uh, reaching someone like yourself and enlightening. That's it. What's your mission with your platform, Urban X, and even your 
style of teaching? What is your life's mission? Um, this is my gift. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've been fortunate enough to know my gift since I was seven years old. Mm -hmm. Meaning as a writer, you're not being able to articulate things, making things very simple. Mm -hmm. So the platform with me and my son, because prior to this podcast, I was in my own world because I'm Virgo. I really yeah. don't like people that much. Mm -hmm. I'm friendly with people, but I'm a hermit. So yeah. I'm comfortable in my own skin talking to myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Every percent. Every six months, I would pop out and do Rich Show or Sarnetta Show if they requested it. I but I saw, right, I saw my son and he wanted to uh, start this platform. So I said, this is a great opportunity for me to use my clout mm -hmm. with the people I know to introduce my son, but take all the brunt. So that's why I'm the one off the deep end. I'm yeah. the one, he stays focused. So I want you to send all the smoke to me, but it's also great to see a father and son working together in real time. If you watched our show from the beginning, the camera was crooked, lights, <laughs> this, that sound might be off. We might yeah. come on the show arguing because yeah. I didn't turn something on. So, and then you've seen us progressively grow because that's what it's really all about. Yeah. So my life's mission is to share what I know with those who do not know, mm -hmm. to be a great uh, 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 representation of my community, of my family, of, of you know my race and to just do my part and never take on more than I can bear. So that's why I'm always telling people, if you can only help one person, just help one person. Stop thinking you got to take on the blunt of the whole African Everybody. because that, it'll bear you down. Yeah. So start with your family, you know what I'm saying? Make sure that you are the shining light and can be there and be respected. And then this platform, and it just gives me an opportunity to have some fun. I'm actually yeah. having a, having so much fun on my son's platform because yeah. I get to throw the medicine into the food. You don't know if I'm joking. You don't know if I'm serious. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. And I love that because it gives me just a chance to have some fun, let some jokes off because yeah. I am who I am. Yeah. I, you know, all I do is joke and have fun all mm -hmm. day long because it helps me deal with personal issues. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been fighting kidney failure for the last 15 years and mm -hmm. other things in the personal life, but this helps keep all of that in perspective. And I'm just having a great time watching my son grow. Yeah, You know, watching all of my sons and my daughter and them grow mm -hmm. to the greatest potential that they can possibly reach. Yeah, definitely. Because whenever I, I tune into Urban X podcast, it's like, it's almost like you could tell I know your wife, she's the one that controls the boards. You know, yep. I mean, you have Malcolm in the front, and then you have another son that you, your son and your daughter you always talk about. So it's almost like a conscious vlog where you get to see the whole family and how they interact while giving you some information, also. Yes. And I do the second podcast with my son Eli, okay. the one you mentioned. That's called the Weight Podcast. Yeah. And W A T E podcast. You know, he has cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. So, but he's brilliant. Yeah. So when I noticed that his ability to break down these sports and all of that, me and him would get into genuine debates. Yeah. So we'd be a vein in his forehead because yeah. he's dad, you don't get it. So I said, you know what? Let's take it to the podcast. Yeah. So his podcast started before Malcolm's and okay. I used that to sit down with him, give yeah. him a platform to share his ability. And on his show, I'm totally different. I'm just yeah. dad. I don't yeah. do no cursing. I don't break down no metaphysics. It's just about what makes him happy. And now his best friend since first grade, who also has cerebral palsy, is his partner. And I'm in the middle just moderating them until this chaos happened. We'll get back when everything lines up. 
So I dedicate my time to them to give them what I have to offer in hopes that it, it, it helps make them better beings. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. One last question here I have for you before we get into this round called Rapid Facts is, what's your thoughts on AI and where it's going and where it's at right now? Uh, I have a, a colleague by the name of uh, Siddiqui Bakari. Okay. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. And he's been Probably. dealing with AI for 10 years now. He's got about 12 books out on the subject. Okay. And it's his time now. Mm -hmm. I'll text you his link, you know, when we get off the air. Okay. And um, so this artificial intelligence has always been here. Mm -hmm. Remember, they keep this for themselves, but now they have to roll it out because we as a civilization have to get an upgrade, all of us. Yeah. But they also want to use it to look into your homes, uh, to, to monitor. This is the first time that they're going to be able to monitor this many people all over the world simultaneously. So your freedoms are already gone. But the ability for you to tap in and take advantage of what AI has to offer is on you. So I'm always telling young people, if you do not know how to code in the future, you're in the Flintstone age. Don't expect a 50-year-old me or muscle to do this. This is your time yeah. to code so we can hack and break codes and enter even into higher dimensions mm -hmm. of time space continuum by our ability to hack into a mainframe that they put in place to suppress us. And now we reverse that energy. And now we are into realms of reality that they didn't know we can get into because we already have the melanin and the ability to know how and do it. So this is that paradigm shift that I speak about. Mm -hmm. So those who can't make the, the leap won't make the leap. Those who can make the leap have a responsibility to set the stage for younger generation people to come in and, but they got to code because it's all in the coding. If they don't know how to code, now I'm a decoder, but they yeah. have to be able mm -hmm. to code. Yeah, You know what I mean? And help us so that we don't become prisoners of an artificial reality. Yeah. Definitely. That's a good breakdown there. All right. There was something that I seen while scrolling through social media today, and I'm going to read it off for you. And it affects people like you that lives in New York. It says, starting today, New Yorkers can get free medi meditation and mindfulness resources through Headspace. What's your thought on that? Uh, is that a, a program or is yes. that like? It's a thing called Headspace. And I know they're, I think they're an organization or a program and you could get uh, mindfulness and also meditation resources through them. Nope, I'm good. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to do my own meditation and line up I, anything that says headspace yeah. because maybe you got a back door and you're yeah. trying to get into, you know, the Zion. You want the coordinates to Zion. Yeah. I ain't giving up the coordinates to Zion. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do believe mass meditation, yeah. like if all of us got together and synchronized the time and we had one singular thought we can affect reality because that's the way that works. So if you calling me or Red Pill is calling and saying, listen, this is what we're doing. And we have a singular thought like Monday, 444, whatever four, uh, uh, whatever date that was, Gosh. there was, oh my there was God. a I got a crazy question for you. Continue. But I got a crazy question for you. All right. So I participated in that meditation, which mm -hmm. was at 1045 in the morning. Yeah. I got up and participated in that. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say? All right. Every day I get up, there's two numbers. Well, there's three sets of numbers I always see. 444, 1111, and 911. 
All right. Mm. What do you think all of this means? Um, that's a very deep question because the number yeah. I'm seeing all the time is 252. Yeah. And that's my mother's area code before she made transition. Gotcha. So I had to associate that number because I wake up in the middle of the night and it's 252. Or I'll be watching a ball game and they call a timeout. It's 252. Yeah. So I believe that that's my mother's way of yeah. trying to bleed over into my realm and tell me she's okay and that she's here to help. Now, certain numbers have certain, you know, you got to get with King Simon, you know, to really give you the, the magical aspect. But if you're seeing these numbers, unless they are personal numbers to you, yeah. you know what I mean? Then I can't really address them. I could just generally say what 444 represents. It's, it's, it's a powerful number. Uh, 1111, of, K, of course, is the gateway number. Anytime you see numbers like this, there's an empty space that you don't see within those numbers. That's a vortex that holds. That's why the Masonic pillars and then there's the arch in it, you know, dealing with certain things. 9-11, the 11 was very important. You know what I mean? Because that's where the energy. So that's a ritual. If you go back to the Matrix, they got off on floor 101. Okay. You know, when they went to see the Mary Avengian and the Mary Avengian lived where? In another dimension. So they were going through 101 through that power shift to sit down with the uh, Mary Avengian. So all of these numbers mean something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely want to figure because what I figured, it's like this. When I turned 40, I cried on my 40th, my 42nd, my 43rd. When my 44th came around, I knew 100% this is the year everything is going to start taking off. So then to me, I connect. 444 with my 44th birthday. And then that mm -hmm. goes to show that everything's going to be all right. But the 911 represents that there's danger around. But the 1111 means that you're going to be okay. And the 444 means you're going to be okay. But there's danger around somewhere. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I could be in totally agreement with that the way you broke that down because you got to make these numbers work for you. Yeah. So the universe is saying, okay, give me the numbers. Give me the coordinates, muscle. Yeah. Okay, that's the coordinates. Now I'm going to work it as long as you work it. Yeah. If you work it and believe in it, the universe says, I right, will work it. And then you'll always be protected. But you yeah. know that there's danger around. And, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I feel. It's like almost every day. And it's now the 444s are coming in real sneaky. Like sometimes yes. yesterday I had, um, it was 1044 on my phone but then i had four four dms so then you would see the 1044 yes. and then the and then, four. then you'll see the 444 and I mean, but you know like, what that means your awareness is growing yeah because the numbers are everywhere it's yeah. sort of like if you shopping for let's say you got a fascination with red cars yeah and you want to buy a red toyota isn't it funny you start seeing the yeah. red toyota everywhere <laughs> everywhere so that's yeah. because you're bringing it into your existence and you're aware of it. So you're aware of these numbers. And because they're not going to always be linear, 444. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be, because sometimes I see the number 1252 yeah. and still uh, associated with my 252. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we have to be aware of the, the way the numbers shift. But yeah. your awareness means you on it. Yeah, definitely. It's been a, such an amazing conversation, Doc. I'm telling you, just the way how you flow and the conversation we're having now is just so natural. I love it. All right. I have around here. You're welcome. We have around here called Rapid Facts, where I ask you some quick questions and you give me back some quick answers. All right.
I like this like a game show. <laughs> you understand. Okay, first one here. What's your favorite color? Blue. Blue. Okay. What's your biggest fear? That's a great question. Yeah. Biggest fear is not completing the work he, that I was scheduled here to do. Yeah. So I say that because when I found out that my kidneys were failing, mm -hmm. that's what brought about hip hop decoding. I wrote that book on what I thought was my deathbed because my biggest fear was that I had let the ancestors down and yeah. didn't complete the work that I needed to do. So that yeah. would be the answer. To that. Good one. I like that there. Okay. What's your favorite food? Favorite food, peanut butter and jelly. Why? <laughs> because it, it, it represents the scarcity of food in my home yeah. that you appreciate like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm -hmm. For me, you know, because sometimes that's all we had to get by and it helped to humble me and appreciate greater things when they came, but it also kept me down to earth where if I come to see muscle, and he'd be like, yo, man, that's all yeah. we got is peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. I'm like, let's hook it up. All right, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Peanut butter and jelly. All right. Okay, next one here. Are you a cooker or a cleaner? I'm a cleaner. Yeah. I could, You ain't going to starve, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of me cooking. Yeah. You know, my kids, but they like, dad, jeez. But cleaning, I can do. And my wife will still go behind me. Like, if I clean the kitchen, she will still secretly go behind me uh -huh. and do it the way she wanted. Then I see her. I see her. But I'm a cleaner. I'll get up and, 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 and clean. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's the last book you read or listened to? The last book I listened to or read was my son's book, which was Urban Excellence. Yep. Right? Malcolm's book. I read that book. And uh, I didn't, when he was writing it, I had nothing to do with it. I had no input, nothing. Of course, my wife designed the cover. You know, we did it put the finances behind it. But the very first time I sat down and read it was the very first time everybody else read it. And I wanted to do that because I didn't want to imprint any of my ideas. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I wanted it to be his body of work. And I thought it was a great body of work. So yeah, Malcolm, Malcolm's. All right. Good, dear. What is your hobby? My hobby now is reading. Yeah. I know that's what I do also to educate, but reading is a hobby. I just enjoy having a book in my Okay. All right. Good. Okay. What is your hidden talent? My hidden talent is I've always wanted to be to be an actor. Okay. So you see me doing my skits <laughs> on the yes. show. Yes. Trying to be funny, but yes. all as a kid, I always wanted to be an actor slash comedian. Those are my hidden talents. Okay, didn't know that. We got about four or five more on this list here. Mm -hmm. How do you relax? What makes you relax? Uh, listening to Al Green and some of the old music. My father's favorite artist was Al Green. Mm -hmm. So I will use Al Green to summon him into my life when I want to have discussions with him. And But at listening to those albums of the 70s and 80s because they don't make music like that no more that's what i use to really relax yes understandable good answer there okay if you could sit down and have dinner with three people dead or alive who would they be uh probably uh elijah muhammad mm -hmm. i think he's a fascinating uh individual who i who would be able to impart some great wisdom on me marcus garvey mm-hmm and Malcolm X. Those yeah. are the namesakes of my three sons. Yeah. Marcus, Elijah, and Malcolm. 
And uh, they were so important to me that that's why I named them that. And I'd like to sit down with those individuals mm-hmm. to find out what, what they were going through in their damn time. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing with it, now that you say it, I would never have put that together. I would have never connected those dots. Gotcha. You. you know what I mean? Wow. That's serious here. Okay. What's your favorite movie? The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. The Matrix. I mean, I love so many movies. I love the Malcolm X movie, but the Matrix really showed me the possibilities mm-hmm. of where we could go once we tap in and understood. Now, the third one got a little corky, but the yeah. first two I thought gave up a lot of information, and now they're coming out with a new one. You okay. know what I mean? We'll, we'll see where that goes. Okay. Do you prefer water or juice? I prefer juice. Water is better for me. Yeah. I, I make the disclaimer, <laughs> but it's, it's something about a cold glass of juice, or lemonade that's going to tickle Dot's fancy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you, you yep. get it. All right, two more left here. Do you prefer something sweet or salty? Uh, sweet. Yeah, sweet. I'll take sweet. Uh, I, I can deal with salty too, mm-hmm. but like pretzels and things of that. But uh, sweet, sweet for me. Yes. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to throw in two more. What's Who's your okay. favorite comedian of all times? Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor. I, I, Eddie Murphy had the greatest impact on me, mm-hmm. but Richard Pryor, because it was forbidden for me to listen to Richard Pryor. Yeah. So while my parents was listening, go in the room. You ain't supposed to be hearing this. So I felt like I was getting something I wasn't supposed to get. And then, and I was just off the records. He was funny. When I got to see him and the way he brings every joke alive with his facial expressions. And, you know, it just really took it somewhere else. So definitely Richard Pryor. All right, good answer. Okay, last one here is, what was the best piece of advice you ever got and who gave it to you? Uh, that's a great question. I would have to say my mom's, mm-hmm. uh, she used to have this saying, if you like it, mm-hmm. I love it. And okay. what it meant for me is, she was trying to say she's not going to uh, judge what it is I do if it works for me. Mm-hmm. So that's how I deal with people. If you're religious, if you like it, I love it. If you this, you that, because it has no effect on me and my space. Mm-hmm. So that's the one saying I keep with me all the time. I revert back to my mother because it's easy to pass judgment on people. and But you don't know their ups upbringing. You don't know their story. You don't know their struggles. You don't know what led them to this and that. So if you like it, I love it because it has no bearing on my existence. Yeah. Great. Very good. Rapid facts. That was amazing. We learned a lot there. Last question before I get you out of here. What do you think, what kind of opportunities you think are going to come out of this pandemic right now if people are using their head and their mind? That's a great question. I'm always telling people now If you're not learning something new in this downtime, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Whatever your 2.0 is, now is the time to work on it. Stay away from the TV. Young people, if you want to code, if you're trying to start a small business, if you're trying to get your website running, this is the time so that when they turn the lights back on, you're not starting from ground zero. You already have built up some momentum so that you can run right into whatever's coming, especially if it's going to be this new thing where everything is going to be online. Well, we already acclimated to that. You just got to know how to navigate through it and make it work for you so that you can benefit off the technology. Because when they flip the switch, if you on analog and they on digital, 
That's it. You're done. So that would be the advice I would give to people. Please. I know that it's hard because you're dealing with the stress and the anxiety. But at some point, we got to put stress and anxiety here and we got to say, all right, well, what do I need to get? Because that's all we're doing in here. Me and my wife, we're crossing off. Oh, we needed to get that done. Now's the time to load up those videos mm-hmm. Now's the t- so that we can keep busy and occupy, you know, this time properly. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you because that's why. How do you think we're even having an interview like this? It's only because this thought was in my mind for months now, but didn't have time to actually sit down and think about it. You see, last week, when everything, I'd say about last week, the beginning of the week, I was fine. I was happy. I was having a good time. Everything was good. But as I came between, like, I'd say by Wednesday, Thursday, I felt myself going down. It's like, going down, yes. Yeah, what are you going to do now? It's like, it really started to set in. And you see, as Monday came, I said, yo, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to figure out. I'm going to figure it out. And as my frustration broke, that's when everything opened up and started to go. Yes, absolutely. And here we are. Yeah. That, it's been amazing. The floor is yours right now. Any inspiration, anything you want to say, leave your contacts before we get you out of here. All right. uh, This is the Black Dot. These are my chronicles. This is my story. And I'm sticking to it. You know, I always try to say that. Urban X Podcast is the podcast me and my son have the weight podcast is my other son Eli. I wrote Hip Hop Decoded. You can find that online only in ebook, but I am see now, now that we're in this downtime. I'm working on the revised version. Yeah. Urban Culture Decoded is okay. already out. You can get that. Uh, what I'm doing on the website now, because uh, you know we got the internet channel. I'm mm-hmm. uploading all of my DVDs from the last 15 years of okay. me lecturing all over the country, totally free. Yeah. So you're gonna love that. I put up some hip hop classes that nobody has seen before. So I want to say to everybody, no fear, stay strong, stay positive. It's all dependent how you see this. Get through this, Mm -hmm. right? If you see it as the glass is half empty, you might get, you know, sucked Mm -hmm. up by this. See it as an opportunity to better yourself and we will make it. So that will be the last message I would like to send to the people. And I'd like to thank you for having me on this podcast. It was a great experience and I really appreciate it. Thank you so very much. I felt like I got my own personal Hulk right here. You know what I mean? Yes, I, yes. That I look out. I love the podcast, but I also like Hulk because it gives you a lot of straight answers. Like, okay, people ask five questions. You'll answer the five. I love Hulk. So that- and we're going to get back to that. We're going to get back to that as well. And that gives me an opportunity, like you said, just to answer questions. Yeah. And I like doing that in hopes that it may help somebody. Yeah, that Q&A. Dot, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so very much. Hopefully, we could get together sometime in the near future and do this again. Yes. Because this was amazing. You know and I mean? want you to send family, uh, your, um, your family my love and protection. And you guys be well. Same to you, Brother Dot. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. Peace. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.